G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Let's turn our attention back to developments that we may have been seeing in the media around some of the violence in the nation of Israel. There's been escalating violence, uh, more acts of terrorism against Israelis, a number of them by Israeli Arab citizens. A conversation perhaps around the media coverage when there is an outbreak of violence from Israel. Stan Goodenough is an independent journalist. He's known as the Jerusalem Watchman. I know he calls himself a Jerusalem Watchman, one of those watchmen on the wall, keeping an eye on those things that are developing in the nation of Israel. Stan, welcome back to 2020. Always good to be with you, Neil. Thank you so much. Stan, we've been seeing this over some time now. Uh, security issues, escalating firefights between the IDF, the Israeli Defence Force, and uh, and those Palestinians, uh, also all sorts of other uh, protests that are going on right now. How do you see uh, this situation as it's been escalating? Uh, Neil, I think it would be good to... Uh approach this uh, the question from the news coverage of the situation because listeners in australia you you introduced us today with uh uh, uh speaking to the to the fact that many or many or some of your listeners may have heard may have heard of uh what's happening in israel via the media and the fact of the matter is that uh in other countries whether it's australia or the united states or the united kingdom uh reports out of israel that make their way all the way to you typically have to do with uh violence or or, or um a- acceleration uh, in 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 violence uh, intensification rather of violence and um and so one typically gets the sense out in the world a that israel is a very violent place and b uh, that who is to blame for the violence is often projected by the media, which has taken uh, for decades a uh, decidedly um, prejudiced approach to news coverage of Israel. The, uh, the era that we're living in right now, which has seen since the beginning of this year, has seen uh, intensified terrorism, um, claiming the lives of, at the, uh, I think, about 13 Israeli Jews right now, including young children among them, and a massive effort by the Israel Defense Forces to prevent these acts of terrorism by going after the terrorists in uh, the hotbeds that, where, they, where they prepare to attack and out of which they come, primarily in the Palestinian Arab towns in uh, Judea and Samaria. So there's this... Uh, there's a conflict that's raging all the time. It's pretty much uh, 24-7. And you don't don't hear about it most of the time. So when Uh, we're hearing of those violent attacks, and it's interesting, isn't it, because I know that on the Palestinian side of the argument, they'll call the Israelis terrorists. But uh, inevitably, the 
defense of Israel is because of provocation that's coming from the Palestinian side. And when there is something significant, there's like, as you even describe from time to time, a media frenzy, which actually results in a level of propaganda that actually supports a a, a position from the Palestinian side. That's actually a very heavy propaganda, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, perhaps it could be uh, graphically illustrated by an attack that took place uh, in Jerusalem in January when um, a Palestinian Arab deliberately uh, drove his car into a uh, into a, a group of, of pedestrians or, or, or bus passengers waiting at the side of the road uh, for their bus. And he killed, uh, among others, he killed uh, two children, brothers, a six-year-old and an eight-year-old and badly wounded the father and another uh, of the brothers of this one family. And there was another man killed as well. Uh, the, the Arab media, uh, understandably from their perspective, uh, blamed the Jews for this act of terrorism. Um, but the Western media reporting on that referred to the Jews who were killed, including these little children, as settlers. Now, that's a very loaded word, settlers. These were not innocent civilians in Jerusalem waiting for a bus before the Sabbath. These were settlers. And by being settlers, they are actually criminals because they are illegally living on Palestinian lands. That's the message that comes through, just using that word. Now, in one of the firefights that Israel has, uh, the IDF has had uh, with the terrorists in Nablus, which is ancient Shechem, um, where some teenagers were killed, these are teenagers who on social media parade themselves as martyrs carrying AK-47s and, and planning to go out and or even even actually committing acts of terrorism. They're killed in a firefight and they're referred to by the same Western media as Palestinian children. So you have these two images that came very strongly uh, out in Israeli media of these two little boys, um, blue eyed, blonde haired, lovely little ba babies who were smashed to death by an Arab and then you have these and, and they're settlers and you have these armed Arab teenagers who want to be glorified as martyrs dying in the act of killing children and other Jews as Palestinian children right there right there you have the prejudice the bias of the media it's it's full support of the Palestinian Arab side uh, the media the news media which by the way of course as you know you're in this you're in this world yourself. If you're reporting on events, if you're reporting, you should be objective. You should be, uh, you should not take sides in, in a conflict like this. You're reporting on the conflict. But of course, we also know that journalists have almost across the board, they, they all have their agendas. And what I've seen, Neil, in 30 years plus of reporting from Israel is that the vast majority of journalists subscribe to and champion the Palestinian Arab narrative that this land was taken forcefully from them by the Jews and that the Jews are, 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 are occupiers um, or even colonizers of Arab lands. And that's the, that's the position of the media, that Jewish communities in Judea and Samaria are settlements, not towns and villages, that Jewish building in those areas Stand. is illegal. Some of this is even no doubt being passed uh, from one generation of journalists. 
to the next generation. And there's this, as you describe it, a feeding of the narrative. But let's take this a little deeper. I'll get your thoughts here because Hmm. is there a way that you connect perhaps the decades of anti-Semitism with the propaganda campaigns that you might even say is the way that mainstream media reports on the news out of Israel. So how do you connect that? Anti-Semitism, main modern reporting. I think a, a good a good um, pointer in that direction would be a little history lesson we could take from that very dark moment in Jewish history known as the Holocaust, um, where... The the rise of the Third Reich, the rise of Adolf Hitler, and his his goal, which he he spelled out himself before he began, even before he became Chancellor, his goal was to cleanse this world of the Jewish curse of the Jewish people. And now, when he became Chancellor, how he went about preparing for the Holocaust was to use the media. And he appointed a man called Joseph Goebbels, and he said to him, "I want you to I want you to." Propaganda. I want you to be my minister of propaganda. You're going to teach Germans how awful the Jews are. You're going to portray the Jews as vermin, as subhuman, as lecherous, as money controllers, etc., etc. You're going to portray them as, as enemy while I prepare to kill them. You're going to poison the minds of the German people against the Jews. The media... And I can go all the way back in my lifetime uh, to when I was a young journalist in Madrid covering the first very big international Middle East Peace Conference in 1991. And I spent hours, days, in fact, with thousands of journalists. And way back then, which is a long time ago now, a lot has happened. But way back then, what I learned was that, by and large, the vast majority of journalists actually support the invective propagate the Arab position, foment this kind of, or or feed this kind of negative image of the Israeli Jew. After the Holocaust, of course, anti-Semitism became, you know, very unpalatable. And everybody tried to uh, steer steer clear from that. Nobody wanted to be accused of being anti-Semitic. But today the world is as anti-Israel uh, as it is, as it has so long been anti-Semitic, much of the world, and it portrays Israel in this negative light and poisons the minds of ordinary Australians, people in our own families, people in our own communities, people in our own churches are poisoned in their minds about Israel and the Jewish state, so much so that there are so many Christians today who really see Israel as evil and the uh, as Israel as the bad boy, if you want to uh, tone that down a little bit, but Israel is uh, Israel is in the wrong. The Arabs are in the right, and in, increasingly, when Israel goes out to defend itself, and the media communicates that Israel is out uh, murdering innocent Palestinian children, this poison uh, takes hold. And, and talk about is, yeah. the extreme propaganda that the tables turned, and the comparison is now that the Jews are like the Nazis. That's something that uh, just doesn't rub up the right way, doesn't seem to make sense, but that's just how far the propaganda has moved things. Yes, it has. And I think um, I think the, the, the record media coverage, uh, the record speaks for itself. I, it's been a few years now, but I covered uh, a whole year's reporting by the magazine Newsweek, 
back in the 90s. Uh, every single week, this magazine published articles about all kinds of places in the world and all kinds of issues in the world. But for a whole year, every single edition reported negatively either on Israel or on Jewish people somewhere. And, and it, has, it has grown to the point where I don't remember, forgive me, I don't remember right now which, which gentleman it was, but the, um, um, there, there was one of, one of the presidents of the European Commission in the late 90s actually made a statement publicly. He said, the biggest mistake that the international community made in the 20th century was to allow for the creation of the state of Israel. Israel was a mistake. And what that's leading to in May this year, if you followed the, um, the United Nations resolutions passed uh, late last year, in May this year, there will be an international day recognizing the catastrophe, that's the word that will be used, the catastrophe of the creation of the state of Israel. It's going to be a huge event at the United Nations, and most nations of the world are signing on to it, or at least some of them are abstaining from it. But it's, it's, it's come to the point where Israel's rebirth is, in fact, going to be damned as a Nakba, as a catastrophe. And most, uh, and most ordinary people, I'm, I'm so sorry to say it, but many, many Christians too, they will actually already be in a position to see that Israel, they, they, they're already accepting and believing that Israel is this bad guy. And, and yes, to some extent, even that Israel is accurately being compared to the Nazis. And as Christian believers, so many will understand the importance of the nation of Israel, the people of God, the reformation of the state going back to 1948 as a fulfillment of a biblical prophecy. And so we might not be surprised that there is such controversy around the nation, but it does seem to be heating up all the more. Uh, Stan, good enough, there'll be listeners who will want to connect with you directly and uh, let's just to provide an email address for listeners to become one of your subscribers. You write about these things at a different level, a new depth that we're not used to hearing reported in the Australian media. I'm always privileged to have these conversations with you, but for listeners to connect directly with Stan Goodenough, who's known as the Jerusalem Watchman, here's an email address, zionwarrior at gmail.com, zionwarrior at gmail.com. Stan, good enough. Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and insights with us once again today on 2020. Thank you for having me, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au. 